1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Life in 22 Minutes. Uh, Today, our special guest is Marge Desuse, and uh, she has been a friend of Becky's for a long time, and uh, I'm just getting to know her right now. So, uh, Becky, go ahead and uh, introduce her a little bit more.
2: Yes, I'm so excited for you all to get to know Marge. She is from Haiti, and you will hear her story and what brought her to the United States She's married with a darling little boy and expecting another little baby. She sings. She's an author. She's beautiful. She's talented. And ladies and gentlemen, here's Marge.
0: Yeah, so I am Marge Desiuse, as you guys say, and they did great by pronouncing my name. Good job, well, Scott. Pretty, dead. pretty close, pretty close. De-
3: I struggle. De- <laughs> yeah, you got it. It's yeah.
0: not easy. I've had a lot of people trying to tell me, you need to change your name if you want to be famous. <laughs> your last name. Yes, I am originally from Haiti. Grew up in a very little town called Quarebuque, and, um, which is a little bit north of Haiti. It's a very small town, not anything... Not so much glamorous and was raised at my mom, single. Um, my dad took off, not divorced, but just took off when I was six. Yeah, my mom had to raise my me and my brother, Alon, and she's very strong, and I think I take a little bit after her. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> she can survive anything. Like, this lady is like a rock. She's able to visit us here, and which is something that we are very grateful about. So I grew up in Baptist church, singing church, and ch- children choir, and I was um, a leader in, in our Baptist church, and... um yeah, I grew up. My mom did all she could to send us to school. So we all did all of our studies And in Haiti, went to college in Haiti. And then the big earthquake happened in a school where I met my husband. I met him um, at a, a diplomatic school and we were doing an interpretation translation program together. And we became good friends and he was a return missionary for the LDS church. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that part. <laughs>
3: right.
0: <laughs> And um we became good friends and we we were doing the same program and uh, that big earthquake happened in Haiti and we both survived miraculously. And after a while, we started working and helping doctors coming in and volunteers translating and sometime being, being a nurse, <laughs> which mm-hmm. I am not. Um, and we met a lot of great friends from Utah helping in Haiti. And one of um, your sister's friend is Kristen Egan. And that's how I know, that's how I met. Oh, I met, um, your yeah, sister. You met my sister. Because her husband, Kristen's husband, was a doctor helping there. And that's how we met. And they adopted some Haitian kids, and I was teaching them English. So it's a long story how yeah. we're connected here. Wow. <laughs> what
1: what, what yeah. language do they speak in Haiti?
0: In Haiti, we speak Haitian, Creole, and French. So you yeah. speak several languages. Yeah, we speak, you don't know, Creole is like your mother tongue, like everybody knows that, but the <laughs> academic language, what you speak in school, is French.
2: Did you grow up learning English in school? Um,
0: or? Uh, from grade 8 or 6, from grade 6, I think, 6th grade, you start, it's mandatory that you take English and Spanish. But if you want to do more of English, you can pay private lessons or you can switch from an American curriculum school which is what my mom did for me which is a little bit more expensive but that's what she wanted for me because she knew that I love English so much and I would sing all, always learn all those English songs mm-hmm. and she's like I think you belong to the American society <laughs> <laughs> so yeah she did all she could and put me in a from ninth grade to 12th grade and then American curriculum school and Haiti
2: so what made you decide to move pick up and move to the United States
0: Well, after the earthquake, we had to spend one year not going to school. We couldn't finish our program because the school was totally like pancake, just went down. And uh, we spent a year, you know, working with the church because they really needed, they needed translators. And my husband was a driver and translating for the leaders every time they come. So we did that for a year, and then we got connected with the Egan family that I told you about. Yeah, and uh, Williamson family, which is like the same area, people who live in the same area, they sponsored us to come and study Mm -hmm. here. So we did our program there and then came here um, on student visas. What did you graduate in? Um, Social media marketing, actually. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, and my husband did IT, so he's a big IT guy, internet information technology. And um, I came here, I was pregnant with my first, my son, like three months. And it was hard for me because I was in a new culture and going to school, I'm pregnant, my first big child. But it was, it was such a blessing to come here and grow and learn and progress. So now my husband is, is a U.S. citizen and he's in the U.S. Army and we each are doing what we love and having an expecting another baby yeah you're doing what you love and you
2: <laughs> inspire a lot yes, of people you yes. have over a million views yeah. of your your music videos on yeah. youtube and facebook
0: yeah yeah i this is one thing that i really wanted music was like what i grew up with like I, growing up in a baptist church and doing um, music with what we had it's not like we could afford paying for piano lessons or a voice lesson it's just what God gave us and we used it. So coming here gave me more opportunity to learn more and practice more what I what I love to do. So I came here with the Kind of going back and opening like an art and music school. But I said, well, I just have that thought. I just want to do it, but I don't know how. <laughs> so I came here and had a lot of opportunities to still do music. And I started going with the, the Genesis Choir and um, recording. I had opportunities to record and um, take some voice lessons and do some voice training for myself. And the main goal was to keep inspiring the Haitian the Haitian um, youth, the generation. And so I opened my own social media account and still stay connected with them. And it's amazing how it's been working because now I have about three music videos streaming in live TV in Haiti. Wow. I know. Wonderful. (laughs) Yeah, I just did. What I think they like is when I take some pop music here and translate it in Haitian Creole. So I do my own, you know, arrangement and Haitian twist to it. They really like that. So that helped me stay connected with them. Do you still have family
2: members that live in in Haiti?
0: Yes, I have my mom. She she has a visa. She can come visit anytime.
2: Any other family that's followed you here to the U.S.? Uh, After my husband... I have my brother who lives in Boston,
0: not in Utah, but I have a lot of family in the South.
2: Do they all sing too?
0: No. (laughs) They just let me do that. (laughs) Yeah.
2: See, in my family, my two older sisters have beautiful voices and every year growing up, I would think, okay, this is the year that my voice is going to (laughs) blossom and I'm going to be able to sing like my sisters can sing. And I took voice lessons and it just never happened.
0: I, that just was not one of my gifts. Yeah, it's just sometimes it's just like what you were meant to do.
2: Other gifts and talents. Other things. Not singing. Yes. <laughs> Tell us what it was like growing up in Haiti. What was a typical life for a child in Haiti? <sighs> Let's see. That's
0: a good question. It's not an easy place, but I don't know that we know the difference until we have it. You know, like growing up and seeing your mother. Usually, it's the mother because. The fathers, I don't know what's wrong with them over there. They're always gone. Um, seeing your, your parents trying to um, make a living and trying to, you know, to help you survive and to give you good education, this is the main focus. They just want you to be educated so you don't go through what they had to go through. Because most of them, they don't know how to read for themselves. They don't know how to. They've never gone to college, but they want that for their children. Mm-hmm. So that's growing up, you just... You just, have, you just see your parents going through anything to help you. It's like your big goal is to try to make it in life so you can help them back. And um, on the entertainment side, growing up, it's just having a lot of cousins. It's a good thing, like
3: mm-hmm.
0: siblings and cousins. I grew up with my cousins and um, playing with mud a lot.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: mud, mud's fun. Like
0: mud is fun. And building, you know, doll houses with mud. One of my cousins, that was his thing. Like he could build anything. He he was he was made to be a designer. Now he's a, a great designer for Tiffany and Co. The jewelry oh, really? company. So um, growing up with these um, kids were like the best memories for me. And then mm-hmm. always going to the the ocean was our friends yeah. and eating some homemade food and your own grown food. And um, yeah, it's. It's really fun until you come to Utah and
1: see what other
0: life that people have and sometimes still complain
1: about it. A lot of times still yeah. complain about it. <laughs> yeah, thank you for being nicer. Yeah. Okay, um, I don't want to get in too deep, but you did say uh, something about the, the fathers don't hang around. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned your father specifically. Yeah. But you have a, a book or a, or a chapter in a book uh, that's available at Segal Book and deseret uh-huh. Book, I Can Forgive with God. And and I think that's about your father. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us about that?
0: Yes. Well, when my mom was pregnant, my dad, for my dad, that was not a good story because we already had my brother and she has already lost her, her first child and had my brother and then was pregnant with me. My dad that that was not a good idea so she he did not want that he probably wanted one child or at the, that point i don't really know what what it was the full detail like from his side but um he secretly gave my mom this thing and his drink so she could abort me uh-huh. mm, yeah wow i know so that did not happen of course i'm here um so my my mom kind of fought fought it and she, tried to be strong because she wanted me to be born. And um, after a few years, I was six, he just, yeah, he just disappeared. So I don't know what it's like to have a father growing up.
1: Wow. And so the, the, the people that are in, in uh, Haiti, is is the family nucleus somewhat strong or is there a lot of half-brothers, half-sisters? You know, I would
0: say probably 20%, which is low, <laughs> But the one that, that those people are like great examples right. for others. In my neighborhood where I grew up, I can't even, I only have one family that I know that they good together. They had children. They like the husband and wife just stay with each other until they died. You know, I don't have a lot of example, like all my, my mother's sisters, none of them have had like great families or, hmm. you know, stay with their wives or husbands. Right.
1: Or, yeah. Wow so it wasn't like uncommon for your father to leave like he did
0: yeah it wasn't unfortunately i i could not really understand it for me it was i didn't really know what family was but it was it felt not normal like naturally you just feel like that's not right you know and I always told my mom, I do not want that for, my, for myself. I want to build a strong family,
1: you know. What about so, for the, the mothers that cave? They just can't take the pressure any longer. They're trying to raise think, on their, own, their kids on their own. Is there orphanages and things like that?
0: Yeah, there are a lot of orphanages in Haiti. And mothers would do anything so their kids can have a better life. Some would just do whatever it takes so they can keep the child if it's just one or two. But some would just try to see if there is a better life.
1: So they would sacrifice their children, yeah. and, and give up being with them the rest of their lives, so they yeah. could have an opportunity to have a better yeah. life.
0: So the forgiveness came to the part where I don't feel all this. Oh, I hate my dad. I wish he was there. You know, at this stage in my life, this—I mean, it's a lot. So you, you have graduation. You have him. all these. Yes. Well, not easily, but I just don't hold that as like as i used to be like really mad and i still want to see him that's like my big goal yeah
1: you want your kids to see him
0: yes yes
1: yeah does it hurt you more for you or your kids
0: um i think it it's I've gone through this. I'm more in a sad way because I want to see him. I'm not mad anymore.
1: Right.
0: My son recently asked me, Where's your daddy, mommy? <laughs> oh no, wow.
1: No. And your husband, he's yeah. from Haiti too. Yeah, he's and, from Haiti. And his family is more of a solid nucleus?
0: Um, not really. His dad passed away when he was younger in a car accident, but he didn't have a good relationship with his mother. No. Yeah.
1: No, that's too bad.
0: So you've taken from from the experience
2: you and your husband to form a family. Yes. And from what I see and know, you're a close knit family. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. We took those lessons, and whatever issue we have, we're like, we gotta fix this because yeah. the most important thing, we love each other and we mm-hmm. just wanna stay together.
1: Well, the thing that I've noticed here is you've talked about the things that kids did for fun there versus uh-huh. what they do here for fun and they still yeah. complain, yeah. you know, but not only that, you've taken the lessons that you've learned as far as families and strengths yeah. and, and, and you've decided, I don't want that to happen. Yes. I want to do the better way and yeah. and implemented that in your life. Exactly.
2: So... Back in December, I attended a concert that you had put together. It was a fundraiser for, was it the school? A school in it, Haiti?
0: No, it was a uh, family. Well, I have a friend over there. He's not over there. He's here studying and doing his thing. But he goes back and forth a lot trying to help family have better living condition. Because some conditions over there are really bad. Like you can have a family with just cardboard square and they Mm -hmm. call it a house Mm -hmm. you know so he's helping with that some of the families they have an area like a land or something they can build but they don't have the opportunity it was probably left by their great 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 grandmother so they have something but they don't have like something you inherited or something how do you call that inherited Mm -hmm. inherited there is the word Usually they sell it so they can have enough money, but the, the amount of money they sell it for cannot go and buy a new or build something. So my friend, his goal is help families, you know, healthier and safer in the community. So he's helping like building solid houses for these people. So that's why I, I raised money for. I was sponsoring one
1: family. So with that, you're saying the houses aren't super elaborate. Yeah. But that earthquake, have they gotten better since the earthquake? Have they decided to upgrade that, or is it kind of the same thing? They just build.
0: They've been trying to be better at building.
1: Can you tell us a little bit about the earthquake? Did you, you and your husband, you said, assisted and tried to help... Were you on rescue missions trying to find live bodies? Were you finding dead bodies? Were you at that point or were you later on in the rebuild or the cleanup? or what? Well,
0: part? right after the earthquake, I remember he, we were not married by then, but he went back to the school because there were a lot of students. So he went back. Because there was like, it's not like after something happened here and there's a lot of rescue people and helicopters and, you know, firefighters. It's It was not like that. It was just people, you know, coming back to their building where they work or at school to help.
1: Or family looking. Family looking, or family.
0: yeah. Or families. So that's what it was. It was like a big solidarity. Everybody just put their hands together with just their hands trying to save people. That's how it was. So, yes, there was a lot of that the next day,
1: you know. How many people were killed in that earthquake?
0: Oh, my goodness. It was over 200,000. Wow. 100,000 Yes.
1: Yes. Did you lose any close relatives?
0: No. We're really grateful for that.
2: Marge, I know that you are currently one of Alex Boye's Lioness (laughs) Singers.
0: That's fun. We love it. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, um, Alex, when I came here, Alex was like one of my biggest idols because I'm like, that's what I want to do. He's doing something and he's still keeping his roots and he's still himself. So he was like my biggest. Um, Yeah, so I started to follow him and uh, see what he does. And the first time I met him was at his music video. So we met and since then... He's been like such a good um, support. What's your favorite kind of music to sing? Gospel, <laughs> definitely. I have uh, changed a lot of the LDSNs into more of a soulful tune. And yeah, I just love gospel and love some good music, very things that are inspirational. Because mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We're approaching 22 minutes. It goes by fast. What are some some words of wisdom that you would like to leave with our audience to inspire them to go after their dreams. And then we'd like you to leave the remainder of the time with a beautiful song. Well, that's a good
0: question. I always tell um, my husband, being alive is a gift and giving a second chance to leave is like another gift. That means you have something that you need to accomplish. So no matter where you are at right now, it can always get better. I mean, you have this girl here who was not supposed to be born. Born and not a very um, great condition. So everything is possible. Absolutely. Everything is possible. There's Absolutely. always room to rise up. Always. So, yeah, that's the message. Yeah. Just keep dreaming.
2: Well, thank you and for for joining joining us today and for inspiring us and our listeners.
1: It's been fun. I got to meet Marge. So <laughs> thank you very much.
2: Oh, one more thing. How can our, our audience get a hold of some of your music?
0: Well, I am, um, if you type Marge, M-A-R-J-D-E-S-I-U-S, you can find me anywhere on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram.
2: And we'll also have the links in our show notes. So yes. go to our lifein22minutes.com website and you'll be able to connect with Marge there. Yes, so thank you. enjoy her beautiful music.
3: I stand on at the love that Jesus that offers me Confused that the grace that so that fully that He offers me that I tremble to know that, that, that for me that He that was that crucified That for me your heart lift up your voice rejoice again I- mighty hand hath made me whole Whose wondrous power hath raised me up And filled with sweet my bitter cup
0: Thanks for listening to Life in 22 Minutes. If you liked what you heard, Tell your friends about us and please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review. Your review will help us to broaden our audience. Until next time, don't wait for things to be perfect. Get out there and live life with courage, humor, and a whole lot of love.